Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Ty John Charlie. Sitting down with Brian Edward Wolf. A lot to talk about today. We've been kind of procrastinating on this a little bit, but I've been wanting to get in here to talk about your new album for a long time. Now that it's out and everybody can hear it. My new album, Sea Glass, is streaming on all platforms. Uh, came out on September 26th. It's nine songs. Um, there are 12 features on this album. Um, which I was privileged enough to make it four. Was it four tracks? I you were, on, four the, you tracks. were on there four times. So that was um, cool. Very cool. Alex Gerard of No Robot was on there. Um, Ashley Helvey, Chloe Alexander was on there. Eric Nelson, um, the man right. who the um, man, the remixed and mastered this album. The man, the myth, yeah. Who else was on there? Um, you said Jay? Jay and Janae Thomason were on there from Hot Sauce Universe. Kyle Yap was on there. Maddie May, the singer of Front Street Collective, was on there. Um, Scott Boyer, yeah. guitar player of Melody Trucks, was on there. Toads. Toads was on there, also with No Robot. Yeah, um, and a billion other things. You were on there. Low was on there. Yeah, Low, Low, Low sang on uh, I Thought of You. That was pretty cool. But we went to, I still I still miss that day that we went to Michigan. Oh, yeah, that was a good day. That was a good Shot day. that video. Um, but let's get into it here. So let's just talk about the recording process for a little bit. Um, so, you know, we, we've uh, we've had you in here a few times kind of throughout, but now that it's like, you know, more in the rear view, it'll be interesting to hear your kind of take on it. So let's just start at the beginning. The whole story of the album. I mean, you came from... Um, in January, I moved back to Illinois. I was living in Oklahoma at the time. On a train, which, you know, we did that train song you wrote that didn't make the cut, but I might took, still be a release later. I took a 20-hour train from Dallas to normal, and yeah, I, put, I had, you know, I had the idea to kind of uh, come up with uh, an album that was sort of connected with uh, sea themes, you know. I, I really wanted to make an album that felt like you were kind of sitting on a beach hearing these songs and with that in mind I just you know I, I went to work I record wrote and recorded these songs from January to February yeah and you you were writing even more than the song like you just kept writing I just remember uh it was like every day there was like a new song there for a while and like you would do like some rough demos of them and I'd be like oh that's a pretty good one oh that's a pretty good one and then the ones that I was saying that to didn't even make the cut because the ones that you wrote otherwise I think are even better than those which are cool it's cool that you just have so many songs and stuff. Um, so, what was the? Do you remember the first song you wrote when you that made the cut? The so well originally I had the idea to kind of have sort of like a a Dylan-y sounding album with I just wanted to have like sort of simple song structures but with like a lot of lyrics and stuff like that. But you know it kind of ended up becoming a, a whole different thing. You know I had some new ideas that sort of just came out of inspiration and um yeah i i started putting together this do you album. remember which one you wrote first the first the first one that i that, that made the album was probably rain clouds and which i remember at the time I got a feature I remember at the time that was like one of my favorite songs that i had ever written that's kind of how you run though when you're writing yeah. songs you you don't have you think oh this is the best this is the best and then you're like two days away from it you're like next song yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i know i this year like alone i probably wrote like i don't know 40 songs crazy it's crazy I mean, and i recorded we're, like we're, at least two i recorded at least like you know probably like 20 to 25 of them maybe yeah so uh, that was another thing like trying to pick the songs that were going to make the album but i think the songs that ended up making the album i think it was very clear which songs belonged and which ones didn't right and and with having that many songs it was kind of easy to be like okay you know what like let me this you know a and b goes here and then maybe like kinda map it out kind of mapping it out i'm really happy with how the album turned out all the features killed it um they just kind of amped these songs um you know the possibilities of what they could be you know were just sort of like in question when i was deciding when i decided to have like all these people you know um, join me on this adventure. Yeah, and there's there's a lot. It's kind of really, crazy. I think when you first... <clears throat> everybody it really Janae? elevates it. Was it Janae was the first one? I think Janae Thomason <clears throat> and I, we did that song... In My Shoes. In My Shoes, and I was like, this needs electric guitar. 
And then, you know, I had been listening to some local bands and just trying to kind of figure out like what I was kind of going for. And I kind of stumbled upon No Robot and I reached out to Alex and was just like, you know, are you interested in doing this? And he was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we kind of, you know, we worked on that song together and we're just like, like we worked really well together and we're both just like, let's do a couple more and ended up doing My Confession and The Curtain. Right. Which is, it's so crazy that those are like, that we lived with those songs for like a whole year. Cause right. I just remember standing outside listening to the demos and it was like freezing cold outside. There was yep. like a foot of snow on the ground. And I remember you posted on Facebook and then you're like, nah, I don't, I'm not gonna release it. Well, I, I had uploaded because it was it was the unremixed because you know I uploaded like an alternate version. an alternate version of the album with even like a few different songs for like twenty minutes on Facebook, and then I was like, nah, that's stupid. Classic Wolf, classic Wolf. I was like, his mind. I was like, nah, that's stupid. These these songs are pretty good. Like I should probably do something with them eventually. So I took them off Facebook, and it was actually you that kind of like pushed me to to finish this thing. Started working with. I just remember hearing them and being like, "These deserve more life than you might give I them." I think, I think, um, like a handful of those songs are probably like my best songs. Right. I kind of got lucky, you know. The inspiration, like I said, really struck. A, you know, taking that twenty-hour train ride in it of itself was a terrible experience, right. but also very inspiring. Very it, reflective, I would imagine. Well, uh, just thinking about everything. Yeah, I remember at the time the whole thing. I was just thinking was like, God. These, these coach seats are absolutely horrible. Like, I just couldn't get comfortable the entire time. Like, I maybe slept, like, like an hour or two that entire trip. It was trippy. You know, I would say it was really trippy. <clears throat> the trip was trippy. The trip was trippy. I felt trippy like trip. I was on a trip, and I was on a trip, you know? <laughs> Hard to explain. But, yeah, uh, it started with rain clouds, and then in my shoes, and then the curtain, and then... You know, once I had that the ball rolling, it was just like everything just kind of came natural at that point. But it wasn't originally your plan necessarily to have so many features. That kind of came later. I was like, <clears throat> well, now I have like, a, you know, I have a song with two features and then I have a song with one feature, but it still feels kind of empty. And then I was think that rain clouds or what was the other? It one? was rain clouds and and probably the curtain. And my confession we, we was Ashley, early too. We snuck Ashley in on that. And then my confession originally was just Alex, but I was super inspired by uh, the Fleet Foxes. So my confession is a good example. It's the opening song on the album. It features Alex Gerard and Maddie May from Front Street Collective. And this song is just like super inspired by the structure of the Fleet Foxes album, Shore. Now in 2020, that album came out and I was living in Virginia at the time. And it was just like the perfect album at that at that point. And I was so inspired by like all the the beach themes and like we were living at the beach, Virginia you know. Virginia Beach, right? And it, yeah, and it was just like I felt like a different person. It was exciting, so I knew I wanted to do something along those veins. And then in twenty twenty two in January, I took songwriting lessons with Robin Pecknold. It's cool. Gotta and, meet him and stuff. And uh, I was just like so inspired by the album that I was like, you know what, my confession would be even better if it started with, you know, a female vocal. And when I stumbled upon, you know, when I heard Matt, I heard Maddie sing, I think at the jazz up front and I was just like, she is incredible. Yeah. And asked her if she w would be interested in doing this. And it just like was a perfect start. To she that was album. pretty much all about it. Right. Yeah. She was, yeah. Yeah. She wanted to do it. Um, she came over here, she knocked it out pretty quick. Like I would say we probably were in here recording those vocals for like 30 minutes. I would say Janae was probably the same way. Janae and her were both pretty quick vocally. I would say, I think with Janae, like that was when I was even still trying to figure out these songs a little bit. So I think we both were kind of like trying to figure out like, right. how it was a little bit different with, with her. Um, and I think that was too because like the song was still like super fresh whereas yeah. my confession like I had a recording of it like done Yeah, completed and you so know, all she really had to do is listen to your melody get her take on your melody and That's just, what it was. She I, I sent her the song and she sent me like a uh, a voice reaction on Facebook, right? Uh, just like her reaction to the song saying she, you know, she was definitely interested in doing it and it worked out great And that that was still kind of in the baby face. So that was before yeah. you even got to so what what? Um, 
I mean, I probably was pushing you to go to the studio and do it, but what was the nail in the car? Like, what made you decide to actually like bring these songs to the studio to make them to bring them to that next level? Well, I think like once I had like so many features or whatever, and I was like listening to it, and like obviously like I'm a fan of like the lower fi music, like the indie shit that I like, and but I was like, ah, oh, you know, if I'm bringing in all these people, like I want it to sound like really like crisp and. You know, I think, like, I know you were nudging me to do it, but also in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, some of these are my best songs. Like, I, you know, I have a new job. Like, I have money. Like, I might as well make these sound um, the best I can. And that's always, you know, my pitch is, like, if you're going to do it, you should try to, you know, and, get the best out of it. Well, and Eric, you know, Eric, um, when I was, like, traveling about last year and released my No Place to Be album, he mixed that one. It was remotely because I was in, like, you know, New Mexico and then Colorado. Yeah, and so you're doing a lot of stuff over the I was, phone. I was all over the place, and it was all over the phone, but I was really happy with how, like, those songs ultimately sounded, so I knew that he would do a good job, well, especially I, if he had more to work with. And That was just a very stripped-back project. Just and you just be in the room, because that communication yeah. over the phone can be a little frustrating at times, and trying to do a whole album that way, I can't even imagine. It so. is interesting, though, since all those songs were recorded here and like made, with the exception of like one or two in Pontiac and then you know Ashley recorded her vocals at Eclipse Studios but other than that it was all just sitting in there and mixing right yeah it was just the mixing and mastering process so a lot of it was tracked right here in this room which is pretty crazy to think about and I would say the same for most no, of it I would say about 85% of it no was, place to be is the same pretty much was that right? recorded in here most too? of it yeah because yeah, you were all you, of it was yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so was. a lot of the magic happens here I guess but um anyway so then you got it in the studio and uh you know having Eric take a listen and really just tighten everything get the tones all right and you know get it getting everything just like perfectly crisp sounding i and i think that that really really brought it to the next level yeah know? i think so too I'm, I'm really happy with how it how it turned out and um yeah all right well let's just start the track list then because uh i know you already talked a good amount so you want me to just run through each song yeah just tell me a little bit about it um okay. so my confession i i guess uh, so the first song is my confession with maddie may and alex gerard um basically just sort of uh kind of a love song in a, in a way but a different kind of love it's almost a song about reflecting on you know wanting to I, a little bit of like fear of committing and um holding on to hope i think there's a little bit of hope holding in that on song. to hope and um sort of like just one of those things like sometimes it doesn't always work out and like that realization but like maybe like you don't necessarily want to like let go yeah and that's sort of like the confession because i think that's really relatable i think a lot of us feel that way like sometimes we're put in a position where it's like not the best scenario for our mental being and vice versa and you know but that doesn't necessarily mean that the the love goes anywhere it stays and that's what makes it so hard and then having maddie open it up i think so, just really really like put the put the icing so, on the cake yeah so Ma sure. so maddie opens opens the, the album. album yeah which is which is pretty ballsy in general to just be like i'm gonna let a different singer i just if anything it, it's it sets the tone because by the time i come in you sort of like feel that duality like like oh this is like almost like two sides like in, right. in a way and that song almost feels like a conversation the way you recorded it and the way you wrote it is almost you know having maddie come in and almost play a part um to, to right. an extent um was was a cool idea and it I gives think, it a theatrical feel it's yeah. very like cinematic and it, musical very very much i think elevated it and right away i mean her vocals are just so good like i mean there's no question about that just hit hits you right in the face it draws right you away. in by the time my shitty vocals come in <laughs> you're like i could see it no it's it's yeah it's it's a nice uh, contrast because i mean yeah. you have a good voice but in a completely different way it's yeah not, for it's, sure it's not like that i mean she, she brings the soul like, yeah like well, that, she gives and and by opening the album i feel i almost like feel it as like she gives the whole album soul yeah. so she plays a very important part and i'm really appreciative of her doing that yeah i think it, it's a really cool tune and everybody should definitely check that one out um so the second track i thought of you so the second track is called i thought of you it features yourself ty john charlie and lothar right your girlfriend <laughs> yep. my roommate 
<laughs> Got another title for it? Um, friend. Friend. <laughs> yes, great friend. Um, yeah, um, so y'all played with me on this song. Uh, now, I want to just start with, you know, originally when I was going through my rock phase, <clears throat> this like it was like late spring, I started writing a bunch of rock songs. And this was one of the songs that I had written and I just was like, oh, you know, if I played this acoustically, it would fit with all those other songs that I did. And so that's what I ultimately ended up doing. Um, yeah, I I was, you know, I, I had this idea the whole time with that one to just uh, grab my low tune guitar because you have it in A. Um, a major is the key. And uh, I was like, well, you know, I could play an A major and get these different voicings, but a lot lower tone on the it's this guitar back here the low tuned one and um and uh so i was like it'd be cool <laughs> it'd be cool to kind of see if we can kind of mesh your part and that part together yeah so the whole the whole rhythm section has this cool like it almost sounds like uh it's one guitar but it has like this really rich tone because it's just a completely different sound than just a, a regular acoustic so I, I like that and then i did some higher doubles on a regular standard tune guitar <clears throat> play a little solo action a little slide that you wrote but i kind of uh, yeah. performed on it which was cool and uh yeah i don't know it just has a lot that song has a lot of interesting things going on and it's so short too which i and it's crazy because like i so that's one of my favorite songs off the new album so i'm excited to talk about that one just because it's like it kind of like gradually builds, but like if you listen, like there is like a lot of stuff going on. Uh, some a lot of the stuff I think is kind of subtle. It blends well, yeah. kind of you as you were saying. I mean, you can't even tell I'm playing like an acoustic almost the lower one anyway. But it just it speaking adds. of low, you know, she really adds a lot to the table with yeah. this song too. Her um, sort of Beatle esque um, well, vocals. You definitely in, wrote in it almost in a Beatle esque way. I, I feel like that vibe a little bit from it. And so just I, I inspired. did. I did technically write. I mean, we that was another one. We were all sitting in here. And we were trying to figure out how it goes, and like I had it in my head. But that was the first time that I like actually was like doing it out loud. Like I was like, it should go like this. So like right. hearing her do that was very exciting for me. Yeah, because I was like, that's orchestrated that whole thing. Because I was like, that's gonna it. sound really cool. And in it the gave background. it. Yeah, it gives it such a uh, a a lot more depth to the song with her vocals in it and a lot of it's because i think it's like you know she does sing harmony with you at times but then there's always like you know she she has like a trail or it's not necessarily dueling vocals but i do want to say real quick like i know i said this um about maddie but really all the female vocals i i think on this entire thing really give the album soul as i was saying and i think low is another um example of that like, yeah and it really gives that song like you, you almost feel it more when 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 she comes in you feel that like that sort of back and forth right yeah and and i think that you know the the tone we we went with with the um kind of verby and stuff uh it, it just like makes it feel more beachy too which is kind of fits right in with the rest of the stuff and then we drove up to michigan and shot the video at silver beach and silver beach was we we drove by it but we we're like that's too busy we got to go to this other one so across one the way called? i can't remember the name of the beach it's, well it's, we're gonna call it silver beach okay that's what i've been telling everybody <laughs> but, it was um, in that town right? yeah it was right across the the they have like a little harbor so it's the beach right across on the other side of the pier. And can you know, I'll, I'll say thanks again for doing that. Yeah, well, you did a really fun. good job. You got some really cool shots out of that. You know, I I I always want to go to the beach at least once in the summertime, and I don't really ever get a chance to. Yeah, there there was a time like uh, a couple weeks before I had a show in Michigan. I was like, I wanted to go early, but it just the cards didn't play out right, and uh, sure. I was like an hour. Or no, at a point, at a point, I was like five minutes from the the water, and it's like I didn't even get to see it. So I was a little salty. It was like a really hot day. It would have been a perfect day to go to the beach. So you know, you were saying you wanted to shoot some stuff at the beach, and I was like, well, here, here, I got some locations. We used to go here when I was young. I know some different ones. Talked to my buddy uh, Craig Roberts up there. He lives up there, and he gave us some different beaches to check out because we went to that first one that was like the hike. Yeah, we we, we had a hike with all our gear and the little bit of dunes but not like that was War fun warren dunes is like giant it i mean you you knew you could probably tell i was having just like the blast yeah like I, was, and, I think you were too like yeah it was just so fun well it's you know i i have a tough time with like a real vacation because i don't know how to just sit yeah but you know we had a goal the fact yeah the fact that we were doing something made it even more fun almost, yeah i, I like, would have been at a loss if we were just like 
walking around. The day aimlessly. couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah, it was a very like nice it day. was perfect. It's very windy. That's the only thing. But it, it kind of died down though a little bit as the night went on. Yeah. And yeah, it just like we got some. You got some great shots out of that. And then I edited it like. Edited it. I edited it the next day. Yeah, you you were a quick turnaround, but you always kind of are with that stuff. I mean, I had the vision. Like, I think we got pretty much every, almost every shot that I had in mind in, in a way, you know. And then a couple extras. And then a couple extras. But, um, a lot of, yeah, B-roll. Yeah. It, it was it was pretty easy for you to put together. I didn't know there were crabs in Michigan, so that was exciting. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, it was a fun day, and we, we came away with something to show for it. So it's always nice when a video is cool, but then it also is kind of like a little bit of, you know, uh, it's almost like a home video. And I think that song was a lot of, like, according to my statistics, it seems like that one was one of the favorites among yeah. the nine songs. But yeah, I'm really happy with how that one out yeah i like a lot of things about that one um i i really like that low tune guitar and you know i got that song kind of grew on you didn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of iffy a little bit but once i heard it and it's you know the the final product with you know all everything all worked out in its place it was it was it's a fun quick song sometimes i don't think it was my i didn't dis i didn't di right i dislike it yeah but uh it, it uh wasn't like maybe my favorite right out of the gates but right. anyway it, it kind of with all the different elements it's it's so like it almost has like an add a little bit where you're like oh there's this light guitar oh there's a you know high guitar oh there's loads of vocals oh there's that you know there's just like so much stuff so quick too it's just like hit you hit you hit you hit you kind of keeps your uh engagement in the song i think speaking of engagement let's move to the third song. third track the curtain the curtain so that one is the curtain with Alex Gerard and Ashley Ashley Helby, and that was another one of the early ones. I think that was the third one, right? Because it was rain clouds in my shoes, and then it was the curtain, and then Alex recorded guitar on that. I had the idea to kind of do what Dylan does, Bob Dylan does in a lot of his songs, where he'll just have like a subtle guitar, like in the left ear, tucked tucked away, doing like a solo almost Sent the whole time. Essentially, the whole song is just a one gigantic guitar solo from Alex Gerard, and, and he crushed it. He always does. He always does. And then I was like, you know, I was like, I wish, you know, there was a female vocal in this, you know, last stretch of the song just to, you know, kind of like, I guess, build, be, build a little bit more climax right. in the song. And I had met Ashley at Night Shop. She was a bartender at the time. And we talked about music and we had a lot of the uh, similar interests. And so I kind of reached out to her and was just like, you know, is this something you, you'd want to do? I had also heard some of her songs that she was posting on Instagram and I was a real big fan of her voice. And I actually seen her play at Night Shop before. Yeah, so, I saw her one time. I so think. it was just kind of like, I was like, yeah, she has a really unique voice. Um, she agreed to do it. And that was kind of interesting because like, when she she came and met us at Eclipse when right. we were mastering, which is the only person that actually she, came into the studio, she ended up recording her vocals in the studio, and that was her first time being in the rec recording studio, I believe. So that was fun, and yeah, you know, I I think she she did a really good job. Yep, knocked it out of the park. I think it sounds great. It did take a little bit of time because, um, you know, with being in the studio, you get such a high i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's very high quality obviously if you're using like a nice studio right. mic as opposed to our usb mics and so we were trying to like kind of match the tone of right. everything else for a while but i think ultimately yeah what, once we out. got it dialed in it's, it really <clears throat> really brightened the song up i think quite a bit at the end and it gives it just more legs at the end because you know it's kind of like you've heard that chorus one way already so it's like it's nice to have a little bit of uh, elevation i think yeah definitely, definitely. so very cool song um has kind of almost like a country almost feels like a country song like a little bit i know dylan is what you're saying but yeah i was just trying to keep it very folky but i've, I've had a couple people tell me that so that's interesting right. just a yeah just a little bit different vibe i don't think it's a bad thing to include you know that you, you you have a little bit of that kind of in your in your bones not not i don't think 
country. I know that there's a negative association with some country well, music. I, I spent a lot of time driving, or well, riding in the car to Iowa growing up as a kid. And there was always country music going right. on in the background. So maybe it was like it something bled, that bled in a little bit. It bled in a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. All right, song number four. So the fourth song is called Toxic Waste. It features Chloe Alexander and Jay Thomason. Uh, so I met so I met Chloe when I played at Night Shop back in March uh, this year, and that was my first time playing Night Shop. And she was on the bill. Um, she has a terrific voice. Obviously, I really dig her style. You know, she plays acoustic. Yeah, and was, was that the show I was at or no? Yeah, you were there. I remember seeing her play once, but I don't remember. Yeah, which you were one it was you were at. there. I think you I think you ended up giving her like some some stickers or something oh, right. even but uh because you played bass oh was it that show it was that show yeah okay so yeah, yeah well that you know that's a whole other thing you were you'd been writing those songs you know but none of them were really like done done even close really you'd maybe, right had you even been to the studio really at that point no i didn't start going to the studio until may and then we played uh it was the only one we played off the album uh counting sheep we played i think that was it <sighs> i don't I think that was the one. We was played. that the only one we played? Because we played "Was Sun Wake Me Up" and we played the "Headless Horseman." Oh yeah, and one other one that I can't think. That of. would have been it. Count um, Sheep song. But yeah, anyway, we'll get into that. Anyways, later. so but she sounded great then. Yeah, night. Chloe. I, yeah, I was just immediately impressed with her, and then um, ended up talking to her after her set. And we talked about collaborating on a song, and I was like, yeah, like, I've got a few that I could send you, and we could just choose from one. And I did send her a couple little snippets here and there, and I was like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And then one day, I was in Pontiac. Um, I don't remember when it was exactly, but uh, I was just messing around on the guitar, you know, and the riff kind of came to me, and I was just sort of like, wow, like, like I need to do something with this ended up writing it sent it to her and we're like yeah that's the one that's the one we're gonna do i remember you being a little bit hesitant on that one but i kept i really liked the well, when you have so guitar. many songs to choose from too yeah you know that was another thing i'm like is this as strong as some of the other ones but i, I thought about it the more i played it actually the more it, that song kind of grew on me i think my songs just tend to grow like they're kind of growers like, yeah you can't just you can't it's like i don't know i like that one right away i i could tell yeah. right away that almost remember, has like a death cab vibe yeah, or something i remember I you writing writing some of the words right out there and i was like you should definitely do something with most this. of the words i write are right there <laughs> yeah. where i sleep right so but, um yeah. But yeah i yes i was just like you know like who am i gonna um you know get to do the gets you know it needed another guitar like i think that was pretty evident and I'm like, who am I gonna, you know, who, who's gonna do this? And then I was like thinking of like, you know, asking Alex because he's so good, like it's just kind of a no-brainer. Then I was like, well, it'd be nice to kind of like see, you know, see if somebody else would would want to do this. And I'm like, Jay Thomason. Yeah, and you'd already worked with Janae at that point. Yeah, and it, I had talked right uh, Jay up quite a bit. I and I I had talked to him maybe a little bit here and here and there, um, but. Uh, yeah, so I just was highly recommending that he be on. I somewhere. sent him a song. He said, "Let's do it," and we tracked his song over at his house, and it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Jay's a really great guy, and, and just like a phenomenal guitar player, phenomenal Maybe guitar player. Maybe one of the best in town. I would say so. And um, yeah, he just absolutely crushed it. And Toxic Waste was the the single of this album. And I think that was justified. I think it's a really catchy song. Uh, kind of an interesting side fact: Chloe did her vocals when she was down in Nashville, right? Yeah, so yeah, she tracked her vocals. You know, she she had just moved to Nashville, so she was you know cutting it pretty close right. to the. She pretty much sent her vocal, and I think the day you were going to uh, make yes, mess, right? yeah, I was and like you were kind of in question. I was sitting in, make it. I was sitting in the waiting room when I got them, <laughs> but uh, it ended up working well. She brought a lot to that song, and Jay brought a lot to the song. Those guys just yeah, we all just really vibe well on that song, and I'm really happy with that one. Yeah, it's. If it's not my favorite off the album, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I think it's it's up there for sure. So I mean, I just I mean, the finesse in Jay's guitar playing. I mean, it's so like understated and just like the right amount that I mean, he's just such so a smooth, smooth criminal. Yeah. But anyway, 
definitely, definitely great. So let's move on to the fifth song, Rain Clouds, featuring Ty John Charlie and Eric Nelson. Right. So you, I, I did my part. Um, As I said earlier, this was the first song I had wrote that made the album. And um, I had done, we, I did my part here. Eric did his in the studio. Um, I know that you didn't even really have an idea for having a second feature for a quite quite some time until you kind of heard maybe like more of a finished product um, and like it still needs something. I, uh, you know, I don't know why, but when I record and I'm like featuring on your stuff, it's like, I'm just going to try something weird. You know, I had the low gu tuned guitar on uh, I Thought of You. This one, I was like, well, I think a slide would sound cool. And I came back and tracked that little slide part on I Thought of You too. That you had written yeah yeah and then um but it was just you know I, I i doing something that i haven't done in a really long time and like you know trying to find it's cool yeah it, it was just different add some different it almost textures. has like a spongebobby yeah well that, yeah <laughs> yeah because i mean i wrote that melody to that song almost right away when you wrote yeah. it because i remember it, i i almost like felt like it was like a dueling vocal like I, I was just playing piano kind of while you were playing it and out there yeah, and yeah. I was like came up with that melody I was like well how could I express that a different way and yeah. then the, the the slide guitar and it took me a long time we were we actually had to track it twice um the second time uh we used that that Fender Strat right that you yeah it was, well it was a Fender Telly oh Telly sorry yeah. yeah so you only had that for a short so that's the only uh, kind of recollection of that guitar. I returned it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you played one show. You played one show. I played a show with it. Yeah, so and then I, I, I got to use it to track. I which... played a couple shows with it, actually. I played one in right. Iowa. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. Um, were you there? <laughs> <laughs> you were there. I think I, think I might have showed up. Um, cool. But uh, <laughs> I know. But how nice of me to to show up to that show. Nah, I'm really, All glad, the way I'm really glad you could open. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I don't know. It, it was just like it was. It was a frustrating uh, process recording that part, but with the way it ended up and sounded, just because I was so uncomfortable, kind of playing with the slide. I have one that I I used that you know probably doesn't even fit my finger right. Yeah. Like finding which finger to put it on, but it was like I heard the way it should sound, and and, and just, it sounds really cool when it comes in because you're almost like not really expecting it. Right. But you're like, it kind of takes you to the beach in a, in yeah. a, in a way. And it, what I love about it, too, is like, that's one of those, like, it reminds me of something that I would have heard, like, when I was living in Virginia. Like, just, uh, I remember one, like, one day in particular, like, walking down the sidewalk, and there was, like, a song playing, and it was, like, a Jamaican song. I remember that. And it had a Jamaican singer, but it had the slide guitar going on, and I was like, it's kind of SpongeBobby, but, like, something else a little, too. And, uh, yeah, I'm just that song is so cool. It's probably one of my favorites off the album as well. And then I was like, oh, I really wish there was something going on in this last verse because it just repeats the first verse at the end, almost like a sort of climatic, uh, like Nirvana style. Even I know they re repeated a lot of their first verses on songs. So I did that and was like, yeah, you know, it needs piano. And I, I asked Eric Nelson, the best piano player I know personally. If he would do it, and he did it, yeah. Super fast. They're in the studio, super fast, and turned out awesome. Yeah, I, I think almost it... Almost has an eternal sunshine sounding tone to the, with the keys. With, yeah. Very and cool. I think it was, it, it just, like, that was the thing it needed. It needed something at the end. I mean, because there's a part in the middle where I kind of just drop out, and yeah. it, was, it, it just sounded a little needed bit... Needed something else to come in. Right, and then yeah. at the end, having them both in there to come together i know that's cool, so such a cool outro but i i'm pretty happy with that one ultimately. i'm, I'm happy that with that one cool. too very um, sure so the next song the next song is counting sheep featuring kyle yap and me yours again truly. me again yes i I, I played some cello on this one so i got out the old dusty uh cello you had a there. bass you tipped it over cello you got a bass <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, no, and, not really. You played it, it on that cello. Yeah, yeah, that cello, which is a, ru a rough cello. And Isn't I, that the same cello they used for the Eleanor Rigby recordings? Yeah, exactly. You, how'd you guess? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the way it sounded, because it sounds so awesome. That's what you should yeah, say. Yeah, it sounds very, like, uh, you know, old. revolver, old, kind of, you know, Shitty. something you'd find, like, on the curb. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's the tone, I think, of the whole album, right? Is the... Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was going for. <laughs> but anyway, it has its own it has its own unique voice. And I, I mean, mean we raccoons get... like music, too, you know? They need something to listen to when they're going through their garbage. So I, I got to play the cello. I, I hadn't played it in a long time, and we really had to... Um, really work out the part and it you know it, took, it was a struggle but again it's one of those things that like i have a chance to do so i think that's the whole nice thing about you know uh having all the features is like you get a i got a chance to shine in some different ways that yeah. I, I gotta play some lead guitar i gotta play some different instruments you played acoustic you played slide guitar you played cello right so and then i did that well we'll get to that later but um Anyway, so you know that and that game. I feel like that song's on ukulele, correct? Yeah, I played it so on the baritone. That's the only one on the baritone ukulele that you recorded. Yeah, so it's baritone ukulele, the cello, and then Kyle Yap recorded this extended outro. Um, he actually recorded two different solos on with two different like sort of guitar tones, and I couldn't decide which one I liked best. So I was like, wait a second, like I wonder what that would sound like together, right. and. Instantly, no brainer. I'm right. like, yep, that's that's. I, what we I remember you being a little baffled by it for a little while, and then it just seemed to click, kind of. Exactly. Yep. And uh, so, so that was very cool. And, and that's another. I just, it's a really simple song, but I find that to be kind of a haunting, sad song. Yeah, and it's very relatable. Cause and I, mean, I wrote that. I wrote that song in like 15 minutes. I don't know if you remember that, but I like, don't, but... you were like doing something on the computer. Lo was in here watching TV. And I was like, dude, listen to this. Like, does this sound cool? And I started playing it. And, like, almost, like, had the mel the vocal melody already there. I mean, it, the guitar or the uke itself kind of has the vocal melody sort of, like, in there subtly. Right. But, uh, and I knew exactly what I was going to write about. It's so. kind of a shorty, ultimately. I, yeah. I have a special, you know, we, we did that uh, show at the night shop, and we played that song, and um, I played bass on it for that. So I played all the low instruments. I did a little... Uh, foot drum too on that one and uh you know t that one's form wise was surprisingly confusing for how simple of a song it is but you know it took us a while to kind of work it out and i you know when we played live i was I, doing things that i you know i don't normally play bass in the foot drums but so i, I thought it would be like a unique kind of make me better musician overall but yeah that was probably one of my favorites out of all the ones we did just yeah. because like you know I, there's a couple parts where it resolves and it's like I think a different resolution. I think that's what makes it like. I think I like how it resolves kind of quickly. Like it's like I said, a very simple song. Like you know, your verse kind of comes in, and then you have that little like noodle that's going on. That little noodle solo Almost or whatever. Sounds like a mandolin or something. And then uh, by the time that cello comes in, and, you know, it leads right into the outro, which is uh, is perfect for when Kyle comes in, because then it's just like by that point, the song is at like the highest it's gonna be. And just the lyrics in that song. That, the lyrics always catch me in that song because, you know, it seems to me like it's Kinda about... smooth. It seems to me like it's about, you know, not being able to fall asleep and you're just, like, going through kind of... I mean, counting sheep, obviously. You're ch trying to fall asleep and uh, it's not really going well because there's a lot of, like... Isn't there a one... You're, like, so tired. You're almost, like, losing your mind because you got all these things on your... and You know, in your thoughts. And, like, yeah, but that point you're just counting sheep because like you know insomnia is like almost inevitable when you have that much on your mind can you go through some of the lyrics on that one no rest i guess i'm losing my mind no time to unwind sleep's been hard to find the days keep slipping away i'm tired when i'm awake i'm tired see me yawn sheep can do no wrong counting them by dawn see that that, that that last line that ties it all together i really for some reason that one always hits me because you know the the sheep there there's no thoughts about the sheep they're they're innocent in this in any kind of situation especially if you're using them to fall asleep you know you're trying to take your mind off of you know all the other stuff just by focusing on something so innocent and like uh you know that's supposed to make you fall asleep and then you know you're still counting them at dawn so you're still awake and you shouldn't be right. and there's a lot more that in that song that i think uh, uh there are layers like right i think i think yeah i think all the songs have layers actually like especially i mean it's a very personal album right so like i wanted it to have like that depth but i also didn't want it to be like right on the nose i wanted it to be like relatable so like anybody like i was like okay what are the like the main 
you know, the main feelings of these songs. And like, that's, that's like what's relatable. So I wrote them all just like basically surrounded, like surrounding those themes essentially. Right. And that, that song was no exception, you know? Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. There's something about that one that always catches me. I don't know. But the, then, the, the lyrics are just really, really like you said, relatable. Yeah. And I think everybody's been in that, you know, trying to fall asleep, but their mind's racing and they just can't make it happen. And if I do another single for this album, it'll probably be that song. Just because I just really like it. Yeah, I think it's a great, great tune. Anyways, next song. So, uh... Good segue, good segue. Good segue. Um, so yeah, so the seventh song is called In My Shoes. It features Janae Thomason and your boy Alex Gerard. <laughs> right. Um, this was sort of, uh, I knew, I've always wanted to do this. I may have done this in the past, but but probably just didn't like go anywhere with it to have like a song sort of change tempo where it's almost like two songs in one you know green day did that on their 21st century breakdown album fun fact on a couple songs. beatles done that too didn't they have one where yeah the beatles like... have done it on several songs i i just like wanted to have a song that kind of like starts as something else and becomes something different entirely starts slow and it's kind of haunting you know, it's basically about a little bit about depression, kind of like, you know, that's whole, the whole point of the title, like in my shoes, like like this weight that I carry. And then, you know, it's very like kind of drawn out and Janae comes in and, you know, she brings a little bit more like lightheartedness to it, just like a touch. But then the song completely changes and it becomes this upbeat, uh, almost like, I don't even know, like just very, pop kind pop, of fun poppy and fun and folky while the lyrics remaining very depressing <laughs> right 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 it's basically about uh you know depression mourning and, and i will uh, say that um gerard's parts in this song really i feel like tie it completely together i mean I he mean, does that in every song but this one yeah. specifically when it comes in it just has such this like ambient kind of pink floydy kind of vibe to it just adds so much depth and then you know it's crazy because he recorded it here on my my shitty cube amp um maybe with even my guitar i don't remember the black did. star yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh he did the he did the i thought he did the cube the cube for that one but anyway maybe, maybe he did regardless like for it just sounds so good for you know the minimal gear that we used and yeah. how we recorded it and captured it all and then you know when the, the the coin flips and you go to that second movement of the song what i like about working with alex is you know he's so you know he's so chill and so laid back but he's also so in tune with like what needs to be added to a song so obviously you know he's been writing songs himself for a really long time as you as as we all but i don't have some, that but sometimes gene that he well, has. Well, well sometimes like even for me like because like i do this too like i almost have to like sit on a song and think about it for a while just like to know like what exactly am i going to play here but alex is just so quick like he yeah. he knows like his shit he knows exactly what what needs to be played and when not when not to go overboard he knows when to hold back and yeah i think this was the first song that i worked with him on and i knew that it was just gonna work like yeah. shout out to alex uh great guitar player yeah and i mean really did and, and then of course janae's vocals on the the upbeat part and at the very end where she kind of belts those notes is really cool yeah the when the song picks up that's my favorite part of it you know i just love that change that the ch -ch -ch -ch, and then right. it just immediately is in, you're in it you know and then she's like on top of every note you know she's like there with you the whole time and it's just like a cool vibe change and then janae is a great singer yeah yeah no question about that yeah. and the way she belts those those few notes at the end and i really like janae you know like uh i met her so when i had oh, visited yeah. last year and i was on my no place to be tour <laughs> and i played my show at diggers um and there was like two people yourself and Lo. <laughs> And uh, I remember, like, I was so happy with how I played, too. I was like, oh, this sounds great. There just wasn't, like, too many people. And then, of course, like, you know, some other bands came through, and I'm happy for them. But they brought a shit ton of people. Right. Well, they had just come from a different show a few doors down, the stable, I think. And uh, Melody Trucks was yeah, there. Yeah, Melody Trucks, and I think Alex was there. Right. And at that point, I hadn't met him. And it was like an open mic. So, I mean, they came and just kind of 
took over the stage and then they just kept handing the guitar to different phenomenal right. guitar players in the crowd and I, I think uh, jay played a little bit there and yeah see i see like i i must have missed that part because like i didn't i didn't actually i don't remember meeting jay that night um but i met janae and like right. what, basically well, what i did yeah. was i ran and got my acoustic guitar and i sat outside and waited for everybody to leave and then i started i may have went in and been like hey you should come check out and then i and then I started playing, you know, all these new songs I was really excited about. And then everybody just kind of piled up outside. Yeah, it was Janae just, sat next to us. and Probably about 10 people or something, maybe. Uh, maybe yeah. And uh, some of the people from the Melody Trucks was there. They were Isn't there. Isn't that how you met Scott Boyer was yeah. there. That's how I met him. And, and, yeah, it was just really cool. And, like, I knew from that point on that, I, you know, I wanted to work with Janae. She sang a little backup. And, I was and like, you had seen, gonna... I think you had seen earlier Scott play. In, did yeah, you I saw I saw Scott play, and I knew he was a terrific guitar player. Right, so that, that was... That was a no-brainer. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he isn't even from the area, so it's probably a little tougher to get, but... Yeah, that's why it's cool that he's on here, actually. Right. Speaking of Scott. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the, the eighth song is called Float Away. It features Scott Boyer and... Eric Nelson yep. and this was a song that I had recorded like with the other songs earlier in the year and had made a music video too you know my hair was still like right. past my shoulders and I just like I was just like this is one of my favorite songs I've like ever written like I loved the ver like I was trying to I was listening to a lot of microphones Mount Erie and he does these like little hooky like uh guitar things sometimes especially on that album the glow part two i knew i knew that i liked that song like the first time you played it just had such a happy sad vibe if that makes sense it's actually a really sad song and it's one of what, yeah. what, what song on this album is really happy um <laughs> probably the hidden track yeah the one that's not on there um yeah so i mean all the songs what i'm getting at all the songs are a little sad it's obviously a depressing topic a little it's bit it's a sad album you know it, i was going through a breakup and I think a lot of those emotions and thoughts that I was feeling were fresh when I, when I just happened. You know, it's not like I really, like... Set out to write. I didn't set out to make that kind of thing, but it just came natural. Yeah. Like, I think that's ultimately why this is probably my best project. It just feels very natural. Like, nothing seems, like, very forced, or right. there's no lyrics I was really, like, scratching my heads on. That happens to me a lot. But that, Float Away was one of the songs that I was like, you know, this, like, I'm really proud of this song. Um, I, know, got, I ended up asking I, Scott if he wanted to do some electric guitar on it, and he did this, like, really cool finger-picking thing. And then Eric went, you know, when we were mixing it, I was like, it needs a, it needs something else. It needs, like, almost like a, like an ice cream truck solo. And uh, he, Eric Nelson played that on the keyboard, and the song just came together really nice. Yeah, he nicely. played the whole song, though. I mean, he's he's on the whole track yeah, just he, very subtly, and then yeah. he has that solo that's really cool. Yeah. And that kind of takes you to the lead guitar yeah, solo. Yeah, because he, he's playing very low, but he sort of moves up the keyboard as the song progresses. Yeah, it just adds a really... But what I keep trying to add in is, like, tonally... I feel like this is the most like on the mark song you may have ever, like. It's almost a perfect song in my opinion. Like, Thank you. The, the way it's captured. I mean, it's a great song. I, I I don't I don't really have any of yours that I'm like, oh, that's a bad song. But um, insert applause. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, there's just something about the simplicity and the way the vocals were mixed and the way that electric guitar was. Is this like? It, it just it's a it's came a, together really nice yeah it's a simple song in some ways I, I mean the chord progression is actually a little weird but it you know it sounds simple it's not the easiest song to play and uh it, it's it's just i don't know it's a perfect song almost and i think that that you know you should be really proud of that one Thanks, i think man. that that one is like uh you know it's a i, I almost sad a little bit it's so late in the track list because it, it just like the tone of it is so nice for me it's really sad yeah well yeah i mean but that's maybe probably why i like it a little. i think it, it's like at that point on the album for me it's like when all those songs kind of like really come together you know like ev like everything like as a concept like as a whole like i could have ended the album with that song yeah. and it would have been just as good i think yeah yeah i I, I think that's one of the most solid songs on the whole the whole album I mean, I like a lot of the songs. Don't get me wrong. So I'm, I think I'm, all of them are really solid. But that one just like is a standout to me for some reason. Just I don't know. It's just like perfectly captured, and uh, I I don't know. It just uh, you know it made made me be like, 
you know, I, mean, I, I, I need to, I need to learn how to get some of that stuff that Eric has in the studio. And cause I mean, it's simple. It's not like you're doing my favorite you, lyric of, on the, of the album too, is probably on that song, the, the moonbeams on an empty passenger seat, the right. break of dawn, you know? Yeah. But I just think like, you know, it's a simple song that sounds great. And it's like, it, it makes me want to start trying to make some songs like that myself. And it, it was kind of inspiring to hear it like, you know, sound so good. Oh, stop. I mean, it's a great tune. I mean, I think that's one of the cool things about being roommates. Like, I think we, I mean, you definitely inspired me. And I think, I mean, I'm glad that I've inspired you. I think having like, two songwriters in the house really helps keep the creative juices flowing and just having a back and forth about different because you know sometimes we disagree and sometimes you know you bring me over to what the way you're thinking and i do the same and you know sometimes we agree on stuff too and uh you know just reinforce it we go down these rabbit holes of conversations about things and i think that you know it's just beneficial to have somebody with a similar similarly creative mind to bounce ideas off of and yeah, be inspired by uh so the last song on the album so the last song on the album is anymore and it features you again ty john charlie and it features toads it's almost like i might have been the most available because it does I, seem that way. <laughs> i live very and very you close. live close <laughs> it's, not, it's not a big not a big ask for me we to... share a bathroom so. <laughs> But anyway, so um, so this song I, I was super pumped to be a part of. I, I think this is like, I, I always say this isn't a song for everybody, but yeah, definitely I'm not. one of the people that it's for, you know? Like it's yes, very creative sure. and very... Uh, well, so the idea of the song was to, at first was, it was sort of to have this lo-fi, shitty quality piano recording um that's sort of just like on a loop that just kind of like never who showed you the song that inspired it so you showed me the song by daniel johnston um story of an artist and that song struck a major chord with me a couple chords actually i think there were three total chords in the um similar to that <laughs> similar but uh so yeah i i think that I, I was like, well, if this is going to be on the album, it would probably have to be the last song. Um, kind of just ties everything up. I, I think I the, don't know. Video, the video of that song, uh, the, the Daniel Johnston, kind of takes it to another level, too, because we watched the music video, and it's like these old home videos. And Daniel Johnston's a super inspiring person because, like, he, you know, back in the day where there wasn't a lot of technology, he just worked with what he had and it's like weird but it's great at the same time and i think that's kind of what you were going for a little bit tonally i mean obviously there's the songs don't sound the same but you know that inspiration got you there yeah it's like you kind of like what you're saying like working with what you have you know like i would i would have recorded this song on a really nice like grand piano but in a studio with great mics exactly and, exactly yeah. but i had but, to work with what i had which was that casio keyboard that's <laughs> sitting in my bedroom that's like, <laughs> my 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 keyboard yeah i've seen at least three of those at garage sales before <laughs> yeah well if we're going to be specific they, it is a yamaha but it does but it does have that touch sensitivity right and even my shitty casio didn't have <laughs> that which right. is very cool i so i was i recorded that song on my ipad microphone uh it's just the sure mv88 which i definitely recommend for um you know anybody just trying to get their songs recorded because it's got that lightning port you just plug it right into the ipad and what i did was i set the ipad on top of the speaker of the keyboard and i recorded it because i knew it would have sort of like a weird quality if i did it that way and you can almost hear like my you know, you can almost hear the the keys themselves being clicked because right. the volume wasn't turned up very loud, and I thought that gave it such a cool. Almost gives it like this. Almost uh, sounds like there's two things. Almost sounds like there's two things going right, on. A percussive element, and I think that's the name of the game with this whole song. Because even on my part, like I got my pedal board out, I put as many effects on it as I could. Yeah, what exactly did you do? So you recorded an electric guitar uh lead that kind of it's not even a weed lead. it's more of an atmospheric kind of i mean it follows the chords more than anything but it you know i used the volume pedal and at the end i used the walks i have a a dual uh volume wall pedal but then i was also using you know delay i was using 
uh, that, I think, I, yeah, I played electric on it, so yeah. I was using the Black Star. I uh, have this reverb shimmer setting. Um, and it was very subtle, very simple, and I'm pretty sure we used the first take. Right, like we just got through like, it pretty fast. And I do yeah. remember it being a little difficult because, you know, it's kind of, you know, a, a spotty song, like you just played it freeform. And, uh, you know, so, you know, being on and stuff, I was like worried, but, you know, we brought it into Eric. He's like, oh, it sounds fine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of things like that where I, I just get overly critical of yeah. my parts. And then I'm like, you know, maybe is Eric even going to be able to work with this? And, and then that Eric's guitar, like, yeah, it's, it's fine. The guitar you did sounds so like... It doesn't even sound like a guitar. Otherworldly that just like it almost... It's almost like like dreamlike, I guess. Like, it's, and that, I think that's the name of the song. I mean, the moral of the song, kind of very dreamy song in general. Yeah. So it fits the vibe. And the most emotional song, probably. I mean, I know that was an emotional, like listening to the Daniel Johnston song, and then like I think I wrote that song like the next the next morning or something yeah. like that, and recorded. I showed it to like you next night or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so very, very cool, very weird. Because, like, I knew exactly. I was like, well, my version of the song would be this. And, like, you know, so those lyrics came very natural. Like, it was also kind of, like, jazz a little bit, like, with the vocals, like, with writing it. There's no, like, certain, like, like tempo, really. Like, right. it's hard to explain. Like, I, I felt like I could write a short amount of words or a long amount of words, like, and it right. would still fit. So I, I played around with that a little bit as, as the song goes on. But, uh, and then Toads um, of No Robot, you know, he does a lot of production stuff. He added this, um, he did like, he did like a Thurman effect amongst a couple others. Right, um, a, lot, a lot of little subtle things that just add some atmosphere. I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I did. But it kind of just like blends, makes yeah. the song a little bit spacey, spacier and yeah. And with my part too, it's like, I don't know that I've ever heard that sound on a different album exactly like that, you know. Yeah. So I think that that's that was what was really cool for me. I think like, I, I think your guitar for sure, and I, I think that song in general sounds like it would be on like I don't even know where right. you would hear a song like that. Right. So it's you know it has that Daniel Johnston inspiration. That's like the jumping off point, and then like you know having that creative. I think even Daniel Johnston's song is a little bit like more structured than yeah. Mine. But I mean that's what I'm saying like. That was just the jumping off point, and, uh, you know, from there you took it to a lot of different places, and uh, just, you know, you, you had the idea for the swells, I just added some of the texture to the swells, and, um, I don't know, it just has a really, and it's a great just cap on the whole album. And then the tone changes there towards the end of the song, and it almost, like, becomes even more dreamy. And it's brutally honest, I feel like that's the, that's the part of that song I might like. It's the whole like, album is brutally honest. Yeah, but that, that, one, that one's like true, you know, like, I mean, they're all true, but that one, like, I felt like extra, like you were just being like very blunt with how you felt and stuff. And I, I think that's what made it great. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But thanks. Anything else you want to say about the album? It's, it's out now. You can stream it anywhere. Yeah, go check out Sea Glass, my new album, Ryan Edward Wolf. Um, it's streaming on all platforms. I would say, uh, you know, I know a lot of people have Spotify. Uh, the quality is even better on Apple Music. And I have both. And so. we've listened on the CD, which the CD sounds... Yeah, buy a CD. You can buy Sea Glass. Um, they're available at Mother Murphy's and Waiting Room Records. Um, I actually haven't been to those places in a while, so I actually hope... Don't. I'm sure there's still some, but... Right. But uh, yeah, uh, go check it out. And the CDs are limited, so there doesn't have a ton of those. But... I may, I may have another single from that album at some point. I'm not really sure yet because I am working on more music. Of course, always. Um, I already have songs for a new album, and I'm working on even more songs. So there's a lot of music sh shit going on. Yeah, lots. To lots come. to come. But you shouldn't. I know you like to just move on but i think there's something extra great about this album you really spent the time you really put the work in the effort you really spent a, a lot of time trying to organize people coming in to collaborate and i i don't know there's just something extra about this album that i, d I don't want it to get lost in the fray i mean um, we worked on that album for eight months something like that yeah because i finished it on the last literally the last day of august and it right. came out on the 26th of september Right, but there was a big gap in there where you didn't really mess with that. Yeah, I, I, I think I wrote most of the songs from January to February, 
like eight of them probably and then like not like i thought of you was in like may i think and toxic waste i think was like around that time too so those were the the last two yeah but yeah i don't know i i think that it, it's definitely a special album i think the features you know all of them did such a great job yeah so yeah so this is the album here it's nine songs 12 features they're hold it like right up they're listed at the bottom those are all the features on it that's my face on the back with all the songs and you designed the album art which i think turned out really nice yeah this was this photo was actually taken um at north end beach in virginia um in 2020 we were i was there during covid right so in fact, a lot of the themes on this album come from just like the last three years of my life, really. Uh, four years, maybe even just, you know, traveling the country. And uh, I'm I'm really happy with this project. And you can listen to it now everywhere you stream music. Go check it out. Or buy it. Anywhere. Anyway. All right. I think that's it. I think we covered it. Appreciate anybody who takes the time to listen as always. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks again. Goodbye.